Collapse of three US banks in less than a week is rapidly turning into a nightmare with authorities racing to prevent similar runs on other mid-sized US lenders. On Wednesday, Silvergate Bank announced it was heading into liquidation. Then on Friday, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, followed by Signature Bank on Sunday. The US government has stepped in to guarantee deposits at Signature and SBV, but shares across the banking sector plunged when Wall Street opened, with several banks losing half their value. For more on this, I'm joined now by Dan Krasnostein, who's a partner with Square Peg Capital. Dan, thank you for your time this morning. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks for having me. So the collapse of these three banks has put the focus on mid-sized lenders. How real is the risk of contagion? Uh, look, it's 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 really hard to see. I mean, the, the divisive actions uh, of the US regulators recently has... Uh, hopefully, minimise the severity of any downstream impacts. Um, you know they've they've guaranteed deposits uh, in in the short term, and and hopefully that will that will contain some of the downstream impact. But it's still too early to see what what the flow on impacts will be as this situation evolves. I mean, it's all happened and continues to happen very quickly. Which other banks are looking shaky right now? I think the reality is, uh, if you know any small and regional bank would be would be nervous at this point in time. I think the important thing to remember with with Silicon Valley Bank, particularly, I mean that, that's of, of the banks you mentioned. That's that's the really large bank here. Um, they, you know, that they they weren't they didn't have any solvency problems three days ago, and then all of a sudden things changed very quickly. Uh, and and once a bank run like this starts, it's it's very very hard. It's very, very hard for it to stop. Panic sets in. All depositors want to get their money out and not be the last one left there. Uh, and, and these things change very quickly. And I think we've started to see that a little bit with other smaller and, and regional banks as as depositors want to take their cash out and shore it up and put it with with one of the you know inverted commas bigger, more more safe banks. And so I think you know if you're any of the smaller regional banks, you you would be you you would have potentially been a little bit nervous last week. Mm. Again, hopefully the decision by the Fed to step in quickly and guarantee those deposits uh, and, and give everyone some surety will will restrict some of those impacts, but this is still playing out live. But there is a limit, isn't there, on how, how much is involved in in that guarantee? Well, the the, the FDIC guarantees all deposits up to $250,000, yeah. um, but but the federal government's announcement last week has guaranteed all deposits for, for the banks of SVB. So regardless of size... Uh, you are completely protected at this point in time. This has been reminiscent of the GFC when banks turned out uh, to be loaded up with turned out to be loaded up with what was bad debt. Is this about bad debt? What went wrong at the Silicon Valley Bank? Sure, I mean I think it's very very different to the two thousand eight uh, crisis. That that was as you said, banks were loaded up on assets in you know in in the mortgage market that were. That were um, very poor performing, very poor performing assets. This is this is much more the result of uh, interest rate rises at a at a very very fast pace. So at Silicon Valley Bank, particularly, you know, they had bonds that were that were priced at a, cert- a certain interest rate. The interest rate has risen so significantly uh, quickly over over the past six to twelve months that those bonds become less valuable. Uh, when when those bonds became less valuable, there was some quick concern in the market about. SVB's ability to cover their deposits. And as I said, you know, sort of Thursday afternoon, there was a little bit of a shake. By Friday, there was a complete run and, and, and that changed very quickly. I think 
the performance of those assets, though of SVB's assets, is still is was still you know relatively safe. But but once the panic sets in, it, it's very hard to it's it's very hard to stop. Whereas in two thousand eight, the the actual the actual assets that the banks held were were performing terribly. Mm. And and that was a you know very different course. Yeah, uh, deposits are being guaranteed, as you explained, but there's no such luck for investors. How much do they stand to lose? That is that is entirely true. So the depositors of the bank should be or uh, are protected and are guaranteed. The investors of, of the bank are not, uh, and and as we've seen, the share prices have been have been plummeting, and and for all intents and purposes, uh, you know some of these banks will will go to zero or close to zero. Perhaps as a buyer that steps in at some point in time, but but that that is hard to see and remains unseen. And investors, as you say, are completely unprotected. If you're a shareholder in the bank, you are you are completely unprotected. A run on a bank can happen really quickly these days, thanks particularly actually to the way we connect, social media chatter, for instance. So, what are the lessons we learned from last week about panic and and how to prevent it? Uh, in all honesty, I don't think there's a way you can prevent panic. Once once this sets in, th- this happens very fast. I mean, it's it's incredibly sad what's happened at SVB. They've been a cornerstone banking partner of the tech of the tech community or the tech industry for a very long time. I think there were some reports last week of of those that said, "Hey, the SVB has has looked after the tech industry for a long time, and we want to we want to stick with them." Unfortunately, though, you you just don't want to be the last person holding your deposit when everyone else is left and and there's no cash to to fund your deposit. So, you know, again, hopefully the the relatively quick and and divisive action by the the Department of Treasury, the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, uh, in shoring up those deposits will will give some confidence to the market that, that this shouldn't happen again. But when fear sets in and things start to happen as fast as they were, I mean, the, the pace of change, the pace of withdrawals from from SVB was something we haven't seen for a very, very long time in terms of a run on a bank. Once that sets in, it's almost impossible to stop that snowball. The regulator is trying to find a buyer for Silicon Valley Bank. How difficult is that going to be? Uh, it's, it's, it's a great question. And there were, you know, there were stories and rumours floating around uh, on Friday about, about potential buyers lining up you know, lining up to buy the bank, but with the deposits uh, flying out as fast as they were, uh, it was just impossible for anyone to agree on a value for the bank. Uh, now, with with the um, hopefully stability, some of the stability that's been put in place by the Fed, um, you know, some things might settle. They, the, I think it's important to note the bank has a long list of very, very, very high quality customers. Uh, and so, again, this is this is all unfolding live and in front of our eyes, and we'll see how this plays out over the, over the days to weeks. Mm, it's very hard to predict. That's right. Cheap money has allowed the tech sector to boom and given entrepreneurs the space to test ideas, which is, of course, really important in this area. But now that interest rates have risen and, as you say, very fast, the sector's major lender has collapsed. You said it was a cornerstone. What does that mean for the future of startups? What are the implications? Yeah, look, I think the reality is over the last 12 to 18 months, you know, we've already been, the tech the tech sector broadly, I, I mean, has been operating in an environment of, of high uncertainty. I mean, public public market valuations for tech companies have, have come off dramatically in the, over that period of time. I think the events of the last few days are just going to further exacerbate that, that, uh, that sense of high uncertainty. Uh, when that happens, cash tends to be less available for, for startups. The price of that cash tends to go up, and so yeah, I think the reality is we're heading we're heading into 
heading into a world where uh, where fundraising for startups is going to be longer, it's going to be harder. Um, but the market is far from closed. The best companies will still continue to attract high quality investors and, and attract cash. But yeah, we're in a we're in a period of really high uncertainty, and when that happens, things get a little bit tougher. Does it ensure a recession in the United States? I, I think it's I think it's too early to tell whether this is whether this ensures a recession. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of the sector is still incredibly strong. In fact, just over and again, focusing on on the technology sector, the last quarter in particular has seen some has seen a little bit of a rebound and 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 great performance by a bunch of really high quality companies. We we it's I think it's too early to tell whether this is the this is the catalyst or cause of a recession. Dan, thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia. Dan Krasnostein is a partner in investment firm Square Peg Capital. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.